Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, do you know what? Thanks for downloading us, thanks for subscribing to us, and thank you for listening. This is The Fumble with myself, Vernon Kay, and that fella over there... Dara Fletcher, how are you, Yes! <laughs> hey, I've got some good stuff for you this week. I'm going to tell you why the New England Patriots won't win the Super Bowl. <gasps> I've got some great numbers, too. As I, I like to find these numbers as the weeks go on, so I've got some more numbers, too. Well, I think that's the uh, that's the kind of relationship we're steadily building with uh, our audience is the fact that I'm basically the feather boa and you are the garter belt that holds this thing together. Interesting. That's an interesting <laughs> situation for me to be in. Isn't it? It is. It is. Well, let's move swiftly on with that bizarre Who, analogy. Whose leg am I on? Let's exactly. not go there. Let's not go well, there. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. So we're, we're suffering from the Wembley hangover, Fletch. We had yeah. two games at Wembley. One of them I thought was fantastic. That was the Jags Ravens game, where we saw the Jags dominate for the whole game for the first time in a long time. They absolutely annihilated another NFL team. The Ravens went home, battered and bruised. And then it was the turn of the Miami Dolphins. Everyone was whooping and hollering because J.J. was over here. He was a British kid, born in London, plays for the Miami Dolphins, had a great season last year, and then they got absolutely blasted by the Saints. And some people will say, they didn't get blasted at all. It was only 3-0 at halftime. I've got to say, and I hate to put anything down to do with the NFL at Wembley, but that was probably the worst game of American football I've ever seen. And I've been in a 10-7 game against the London Blitz, and that was awful. (laughs) There's been a bit of, I don't know, would you call it a kickback this week? There's been a lot of discussion on social media, that's for sure, about the whole Wembley experience, the international series. Obviously, the next two now move to Twickenham, and certainly the next one, just like the one that we've just seen, on paper, looks to be a good game between the Cardinals and the Rams. But there's been a lot of people um, in the aftermath of, of Sunday's game keen to have their say. And we put it out there, didn't we, on social media before we recorded this to try and get people's opinions and views, to try and look at it from a, a fan's perspective, not an NFL UK pers- perspective or an official capacity perspective, but two fellas who love the NFL, just like everybody else does, watch it in a variety of ways are lucky enough to work on it in a fashion. So we 
have relationships with the NFL people. We make no bones about that in the office in London. We make no bones about that. But we watch the game in a variety of ways through, I think, pretty straightforward supporting eyes. So we're going to take a look at it, aren't we, during the course of the podcast and, and kind of see whether the points that are being made are valid, what we think about it, and just throw out sixpence in there to everybody about what we think about the, the experience of the UK at the International Series games. It'd be quite fun doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I totally agree with you. You know, we're going to look at it from, I'll be honest, we're going to look at it from a positive perspective, or I am at least, because I grew up watching American football, 1985, Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots. The Bears dominated with the fridge, Jim McMahon, Mike Singletree, that amazing defence, bloody, 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 blah, and then I was hooked into the game. And then the first live American football game I saw was a pre-season game in 1987 between the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. And once again, the media bandwagon rolled into town. Everyone was saying, oh, we're going to see Joe Montana, we're going to see Dan Marino. I think they walked on the field for one play and then walked off. They had their picture taken under centre or whatever it would be, probably Dan Marino in the shotgun. And then that was it. We never saw them again. They probably went and had an early bath, put on the suit, sat or stood on the sidelines and then it was game over. Now, we have four regular season games in London. Let's just pinch ourselves. Let's just Let's just step back and say, we have four regular season games, two at Wembley, two at Twickenham. We get to see eight, eight American football teams. Now, one of the gripes that people have at the beginning of the year was, oh, no, not the Browns. Oh, no, not the Jags again. Let me tell you about the Jags. The Jags are laying the foundation for the future of the game. Shad Khan, what he's doing with the Jags, I think is second to none. Well, it is second to none. We know it's second to none because no one else has committed themselves for such a long period of time to London. They have their own office in London. They have their own staff, albeit they've got to make money for the franchise, which is fair enough because it is a business at the end of the day. But what they're doing within the community with the flag, uh, the Sevens tournament, I think it's all bringing awareness to the game. It's bringing attention to American football. We never had that back in the day. Let's just enjoy what we have. People saying the Browns are coming. The Browns, look at that first game of the season. That was a pretty decent game. Pretty decent performance by their rookie quarterback, Kaiser. And now... They've mellowed out a little bit, but we're still going to get to see this team, a developing team with a young quarterback who seems to be pretty decent. We're going to see them at Twickenham. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that, Fletch? Well, I agree with, with most of what you said, but I've got to be honest. As an NFL fan, I don't want to see the Browns, and I can understand why nobody wants to see the Browns. But logic tells me that if I want, which ultimately I do, an NFL franchise in the UK or certainly eight regular season games every year in whatever way, shape or form they manage to do that. I'm switched on enough to realise that at some stage I have to watch the Browns. So <laughs> I wouldn't choose to watch the Browns. I mean, if you're a Browns season ticket holder, welcome to their world for the last decade. The people well, in Cleveland don't want to watch the Browns. So. All right, well, let, let me ask you this, Fletch. So let, let's do the negative on the Browns. Yeah, they're a garbage team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, but, but I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not being negative on, on them per se, but no, what no. I'm saying is that if we want a franchise, we've got to take the rough of the smooth because that is an NFL schedule. You can't say, well, look, we'll have a London franchise, but every year we've got to send New England, the Packers, the Cowboys... Atlanta, all the good teams have got to be on their schedule because A, the team would be 0-16 because they're getting battered every week. 
But an NFL schedule dictates that you get good games and you get bad games. And we have to accept as a viewing public that if we're going to be lucky enough to be given a franchise eventually, some of those games will be poor. If you have a season ticket in the Premier League, some of your games are rubbish. That's just the way it goes. I, I get that. But would you rather have the Browns or would you have nothing? Well, I'd have the Browns, obviously. Well, yeah. there you and, go. And so that, that, my, that's, my argument is we're now in, a, in such a deep pool of riches that we can't be fussy with who you get. You just touched on the schedule. You just touched yeah. on the fact that we, we, we can't pick or choose. No. Every year we can't have Green Bay Packers versus New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks versus, let's say, the Raiders. We've had the Raiders. We've had the Patriots twice. We've had the Buccaneers. We've had the Jets, Giants. We've had the majority of teams now. I'm going to put good money on the fact that we'll get the Seahawks next year. I've got the telly on in the background, and there's just been a line that's come up on Sky Sports News that the US are trying to host the World Cup in 2026, right? And Cleveland has just been dropped from the list of cities on that list to be a host city for the World Cup. <laughs> so they, they, they don't even like Cleveland wow. in America. So don't worry about that. They've just got bombed out for the World Cup as well. FIFA have gone, Cleveland, no chance. Get them out of there now. If that Cleveland game is a bad game, right, if it's an absolute stinker, I will go into the home dressing room and I will don a cheerleader's costume and I will cheerlead from the zero-yard line all the way across the field to the 50 to the other <laughs> zero-yard line and I will do some cheerleading on my own if that's a yeah. garbage game because I think that's going to be an entertaining game. I genuinely do. If the NFL ultimately are completely serious about the UK and all indications are that they couldn't be more serious about the UK. So let's put that in there now. Yeah. But you've got to get away from this, or not not you, but they have to get away from this notion that certain teams won't give up home games. Because if we're going to be here, everybody's going to, going to will have to come and play. There's no discussion in that. When it's your turn that year, you've got to go. But I think there needs to be a debt of gratitude as well from the NFL to the UK fan who have supported this event from day one better than I ever thought possible. They get 84,000 regardless in Wembley, no matter who they sell, which they can't do in the States. So I think if that's the case, they have got to find a way to get the Green Bay Packers over. What I can't agree with is the criticism of the game at the weekend, because at the outset, Dolphins Saints on paper looked fantastic. Yeah. I thought this is going to be great. Yep. Two offences with playmakers, slightly different, but I think we're going to get a competitive game. The facts of the matter are the Dolphins didn't turn up. Jay Cutler would have been better off in the booth as opposed to on the centre, and the Saints were just too good on the day. But you can't criticise the strength of that matchup. And I think people who are are misguided because, to all intents and purposes, that should have been a good game. Man Overboard says not having rubbish teams, Dolphins, Jags, Bengals and Ravens, these are poor teams. Well, the Bengals are a perennial playoff contender and have been in the playoffs umpteen years under Marvin Lewis. The Dolphins have got a really exciting group of people on their roster. The Jags, as we've said on numerous occasions, have made a commitment to us that we have to be respectful and grateful for. You've got to embrace and that. The, the, the Ravens didn't fancy it, did they? No. You know, I don't think that helped, did it? The Ravens turned up and didn't fancy it. No, they didn't. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's go. We had a chat, didn't we, with our good friend Neil Reynolds and a couple of surprise guests backstage at the tailgate. So uh, let's go. Let's, let's rewind. <laughs> let's go back to Sunday. <laughs> Yourself... Myself and a couple of guests appeared on the fumble. 
Well, this is an absolute delight, uh, watching Darren Fletcher work. We're backstage, we're at the tailgate, outside Wembley. It's busy, and a lot of people outside. Right by a lovely green portaloo, which if you go anywhere near that, don't ever speak to me again. And we've got a great crowd in. When we, when, we, when we arrived this morning, about half past nine, there was eight people stood at the front of the stage and it was raining, and I thought, we're in for a long day. But straight away, we start getting the alumni out and the cheerleaders have been on, and we've got a cracking bunch out here now. We've just had the most bizarre fancy dress competition yeah, ever. Yeah, I, I did wonder what that was about. There were several people dressed as dolphins, which I've got to say, I, I'm going to try and find out where they got those dolphin costumes from because they were on point. Those guys come to every game as the home team. So last week, they had leopard skin nice. uh, suits on. Nice. This week... There as dolphins. Nice. So who's the, is it the Rams or the Cardinals next time? So they'll be dressed as the Pope. There you go. Or a, or a, or a sheep. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. So There's a story there, but let's move on. Exactly, exactly. So, so what goes on here, Fletch? What, what so, do you do? So we are. This is the test. So yesterday I was on Regent Street, and we had the whole uh, street blocked off, and we had the Saints come. The Dolphins came. So JHI came. Jarvis Landry, Adamakusu. Nice. What a big guy he is, by the way. Oh yeah. I stood next to Zach Streif yesterday in the Saints. When I said last week Jonathan Ogden was the biggest human being I'd seen, I think Zach Streif might be bigger. <laughs> so he was there yesterday. Sean Payton, face like a smack backside. Yeah, still. You know what we said on the podcast? Yeah. It's true. Miserable. Yeah. Didn't want to be there. Um, but he came anyway, stuck it out, gave Neil Reynolds the death stare because he was on stage with us. Let's go back to Sean Payton. Right? Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I think Sean's had a, a lifelong issue. Right. I think he's moisturiser. I think he's got it mixed up with his wife's hemorrhoid cream. Because if you watch him, his lips are so tight and pursed throughout yeah. the game. You know, he's like... It's like his mouth's shrunk yeah. and it doesn't fit his face anymore. It's the, he's got a child's mouth. Do you know what I mean? Is that if you use hemorrhoid cream instead of moisturiser, is that why you get a face like a smacked ass? Exactly. There you go. Exactly. There you go. For, yeah. You yeah. All, all the supermodels wear hemorrhoid cream under their eyes is to make right? their bags disappear. Yeah, right? it tightens up your skin. Yeah, let's get Neil Reynolds over because he's actually signing uh, autographs. Neil's signing autographs uh, for. I think uh, they're IOUs actually. <laughs> I don't think they're autographs. They're actually checks. The checks that he's cashing. He's a real man of the people. He can't he get is. enough of photos. Oh, Neil Reynolds. Hello, fellas. There he is. Yeah. Neil, I was you, just signing you, the Alamo papers. We, we, well, yeah, <laughs> You're just saying that. Yeah. Let me ask you one question, right? You've oh, been doing this for years. Yes. Right? What's the one thing that's really stood out over the ten years that you've been doing the NFL tailgate? Our fans are a bit strange, aren't they? I love them. It took you ten years to realise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just did the fancy dress competition yeah. on stage. I lo- the, I but you must have had some highlights. Yeah, I just think some of the play. When we were on stage last week with Ray Lewis, and then yesterday we were on yeah. stage with Dan Marino. Those are all people that we kind of. And I've got Mark Clayton yesterday. Hey, yeah, these posters on my wall. When oh, I was Dan kids, Marino's yeah. voice. If oh, I yeah. can get one thing, I want Dan Marino's voice. It's that gravelly. It's he's great. like America's Phil Mitchell. Yeah, he is, but he's also, he's also, uh, how do I put this in the nicest way? Um, well, he's a player of the players, isn't he? You know what I mean? I heard some great stories about Dan Marino back in the 80s. And also, you know, when you... I think, I think, I think, sorry to interrupt, Flesh, I think he, uh, I think he looked to the gods when Hugh Hefner passed away. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All the stories went yeah. with him. Yeah. yeah. But you know, on a, on a, on a when you think about his reputation and what he is and who he is. I watched a football life the other day. Peyton Manning said at the start of that programme, he's my guy. And when he got in the NFL and they played the Dolphins, he said, I got up off the bench, left the offensive coordinator behind because I just had to go and stand and watch Dan Marino from it's that position. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of... Speaking of, yes, uh, speaking of who? One of... Mark. Mark Clayton has just walked backstage hey, to the tailgate. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how's about, it going? We're just talking about Dan Marino here. What was he talking about? He's not that good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Easy now. Tell us here in the UK what it was like catching passes from oh, your relationship. Unbelievable. We had a special relationship because for one, we came in the same time. So we had a lot of time to work together before we reached the field together. So we knew our each other's idiosyncrasies and, and worked on our timing. You know, I got him really confident. I brought his coffee to him every day. You know, <laughs> I massaged him so he could like me first. Nice. And then I, after he saw I could catch the ball, I gained his confidence that he would throw me a ball again. So that's how that worked out. Well, that's the kind of relationship that Neil's trying to build with you, Mark, because Neil had posters of your good self on his wall as a child. Hey, hey, hey I'm not afraid to admit it. No. That's all right, though. I, 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 a man knows talent when he sees Absolutely. it. You know, you know so. the worrying thing about that is that Mark's not that much older than me, so you were either playing really young or I was too old to have posters on my wall. I think it's probably the last <laughs> But you know what, though? But see, I, I, I told Neil that I was uh, expressing interest in career broadcast, and he asked me would I be willing to fly back to the UK. I told him, make it happen. Yeah, and you we'll should see. do. Oh, Neil's so, brilliant. Neil's yeah. short fine at the moment. You should that's get on right. there. Yes. I know. I, talked, I tried to touch that's him right. I'm, We're going to get you Neil, back. Neil's in the big chair now. Neil, Neil's the hey, main hey. guy on there. They did a great He's job. He's sailing the ship of entertainment to the seas of football. He is. Hey. Well, he, he, he knows his stuff, man. He knows his stuff. He loves this game. I do love this game. That's why he had a post of you on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us the story very quickly about catching the, the pass from down at the Hall of Fame. Oh man, unbelievable, man. You know, I, with me catching that pass, I know I didn't go in the Hall of Fame, but I felt like I did right there at that moment. That was that, that was Dan's moment, but I, I was so thrilled to share that moment with him. And he called me out of the clear blue sky, and, and I was caught off guard. Was not aware I was going to be catching any balls. I was just worrying about how I was going to stay cool because that that day right there, of his induction, it was so hot there. You know, my my wife was sitting next to me. You could see it uh, from the YouTube video right there. She's sitting right there. And they panned over there. You see Jason Taylor. She's fanning her face. So that'll tell you how really hot it was. But uh, I'm just so thankful that uh, I made that, that that final catch. You guys better get on stage. I, I, was, go. I was there that day. Were you? Yeah. Wow. I was there. I watched it. I was sat on the hill. Up in, oh, the, yeah, 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 in the yeah, end zone yeah, there, yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when you walk into his house, he has it on a loop. When you walk in, <laughs> oh, right. that's San Marino's voice. Yeah. Always been like that. He's got the best voice in the world. Now. But now this looks like it's gotten a little deeper, you know. <laughs> it didn't used to be like that, but I guess he's gotten a little older in his age, and it's it's got a little raspy. Hey, Mar. Hey, Clayton. <laughs> Mark, great to see you. It's a pleasure. Thank you it's so much pleasure. for that. Thank you so much. we better get back on stage. We've got to get on stage. Yeah, go, 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 work, go work, go work, go work. Go keep the heating on. <laughs> so there you go. As uh, Neil and Fletch go on stage with Mark Clayton, the cheerleaders, the cheerleaders have, have arrived. Yep. And my, my daughter's here as well. There's the cheerleaders, Phoebs. One of the cheerleaders. He's from England. Holly's English. Holly, say hi on our podcast here. This is our podcast. This is Vernon. This is Holly. Nice to see you. This is Holly. What's it called, the village? Hungersbury. That's where it is. No one knows where it is. In between Western Supermare and Bristol. Oh, okay. Oh, I know Western Supermare. Okay, so in between. All right. Hosted many a T4 party on the beach at Western Supermare. That was my first concert. T4 on the beach, yeah. What is that? No, I feel really old. Holly, have a great day. Have a great day, Holly. Enjoy Wembley, and I better go back to work. Yeah, come on. Okay, go, 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 go. Yeah. Vernon. Vernon Cake. No, I know you since I was little. <laughs> oh, you see, you see, Fletch. You still got it. Never lost it. Uh, but what's funny? What we were laughing about is the fact that Holly's first ever concert, her first yeah. ever concert, 
was T4 on the beach when I was hosting with June Sarpong in Western Supermare. What was your first ever concert? I went watching uh, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, 1990, <laughs> yeah. as a 16-year-old kind of new wave grunge goth type person. Cherry Doc Martins I used to wear. Cherry Doc guess. Martins! No one wears Cherry what, Doc Martins anymore. You'll never guess what mine was. Go on. My parents took me to the Royal Concert Hall in Nottingham to watch Shaking Stevens. Oh, no, that's class. And I bought a, a glitter guitar badge with Shaky written on it. That is awesome. How I, about that? I've had Wagamamas with Shaky Stevens. You've not? I have. Not that he knows it. We were sat at a table behind him in what High Wickham. They're, they're shaky. Yeah. And do you know what? He's, he's not had any work, but he still no. looks really young. <laughs> in more ways than one. He's not had any work for a while, has he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Christmas time. That's where he gets all the... Uh... Here's a fact for you. Go on. Shaking Stevens was the highest grossing artist in the 1980s. Boom. I get that, yeah. Green Door. What else did he have? I don't know This anymore. old house. This old house, yeah. Old Julie. Don't know that one. I was singing along to all of them at that concert. <laughs> I might never work again having revealed that, by the way, so there you go. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Going back to the Wembley thing, I, I thought, and I, I think these first two... The first two games, and you, uh, you, the one thing you can never control is what happens on the pitch. You can put the Packers against the Patriots and they can have off days and it could stink. Okay? It could so chuck it down and it could yeah, be a mud ball. Yeah, let's stick a line to any argument about the quality of game itself. But I think the, the, the two build-ups around those games have been superb. Mm -hmm. We've seen Ray Lewis, we've seen Dan Marino, two absolutely iconic figures of the National Football League have come over to the UK to be part of the scene in London, and for that we must be extremely grateful for. Regent Street, so many NFL fans, the jerseys of all 32 teams on show, teams were there on stage, the alumni have been superb. The NFL show that they put on around these games, you will not find anywhere else. You know, I went to the Premier League at the weekend, biggest game of the season so far, I commentated on it, Chelsea Man City. You couldn't get anywhere near the players, even if you were desperate to. They're completely separate to the supporters. If you wanted to see an ex-player, the equivalent of the alumni in the US, mm. if you'd not got a top-dollar corporate hospitality ticket and they were in your lounge, you weren't seeing any of them either. No. The game was 1-0. It was okay. But nobody complained about it. Mm. But there was nothing round it to build up to it. And nice. I think the NFL sometimes are easy to criticise because what happens in the 60 minutes... Is, is easy to pick apart because also, sometimes you get non-competitive games. Go sorry on. to interrupt, but that is out of NFL UK's hands. Yes. The action on the field has nothing to do with them. What nothing NFL UK it. and the international team and Mark Waller over in New York do is they make sure that everything is catered for with the fans. You get Regent Street, what was it, a million? million people? Just under a yeah. million people, sir? Shut down Regent Street. The NFL UK office spends almost a quarter of a million pounds sterling on banners, on flags on Regent Street. Now, that's crazy. And all, Neil Reynolds. And Neil Reynolds. All because we're trying to generate awareness of the game. Yes, and I get absolutely. really passionate about people who have a pop at, oh, this, that and the other. It's like, behave yourselves. There was loads of stuff about Game Pass. NFL Game Pass. Now, we had a conversation last night, Darren, talking about yeah. what we were going to talk about today. And it's I did exactly what work. you told me. You said to me, Vern, delete the old Game Pass app, download the NFL Game Pass Europe app, and it works. And I did that. It and it worked. And it's it worked. fine. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it works. 
the Game Pass issue, and I hope we can help people out with this, because I know it's a real... In the NFL community in the UK, I know this is a real gripe, and I get it, because people love Game Pass, because it's not just about the games of the Red Zone and all that, but there's all the NFL Network programming as well, a football life and all that kind of thing. If you've got the app, try this. Delete it, go to the App Store, reinstall it, and I think you'll find it works. That's all I did yep. in the summer, and it's worked every day since. Yep. Um, and maybe that is all you need to do to get it right. If it helps, great. If not, we'll, we'll keep trying to work on it and see whether we can find the answer. But that works. But I, I, look, I, I'm with you on this one, Vern, and, and I'm, this is where I am biased because I'm fortunate enough to be part of that NFL show. I worked with Neil on the tailgate. I was on Regent Street, and I get to, to mingle with the, the alumni and the players who were over here, and I'm really proud and pleased to do that. So I get to see the hard work that goes in behind the scenes and on game day from everybody within that group to make sure that the experience is as good as it can be for all of those people who come over to watch the games, whether for whatever part of the, of the country you're from. They have so many meetings. They, they work so hard. Every stone is, is overturned to see if they can make it better. They're constantly assessing and evaluating what they do to try and improve it and improve the experience for the fan. So I know how hard from a personal perspective, and you do too, because you're in there as well, how hard they work to make sure that goes well. Mm. And do you, do you remember those American ball games, Fletch? I do. The first one I went to was, was the Bears and the Cowboys. There was no, the there was no tailgate then, was there? No. There's no pre-game no. entertainment. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. And they didn't come in for quite a while, did they? Mm. You, know, no. that, that, you got the cheerleaders and that was the bonus. That was what we don't see this when we watch the football. Yeah. So and, that, that talking was about access, we, we probably just had, maybe we saw one of the players or uh, some alumni maybe on Breakfast News, you know, or, or yeah, maybe Art Monk or Walter Payton would crop up in a question on questions of sport. That was it. But yeah. now that the awareness of the NFL is nationwide and everyone's talking about it, let's not forget, I bet there's a, a few squeaky bums in the old Premier League and the Football Association office, Fletch, because of the way that the NFL presents itself on game day. FA Cup, you get off lot. the tune, you walk up Wembley Way, you sit down, you leave after 90 minutes, that's it. Yeah. That is all you get. They, they could learn a lot. And i tell you something else as well. The one thing that really does get on my nerves, and I've been dead against this for quite some time. People chucking litter I... out the car windows. <laughs> yeah, that too. But you and I both work in this, in this field, and I don't know what you think about it. I think it's time now to accept that the NFL fan in this country knows what is happening. Yeah. We've had the NFL on the screens now since the early 80s. Right? If you now want to know about the NFL, yes. you know. So yes. if you're a broadcaster, please, please, please stop telling me what the NFL is every time I watch it. Because I know. And if, <laughs> I, don't, if I don't know, I'll go and find out. And I'll tell you what, you work a lot with the England team, with the rugby union, don't you? Yeah. I watch the rugby union when it's on the telly, right? And I have no idea why they're giving penalties. No idea what they're supposed to be doing. But I enjoy it. So I watch it. And if I want to know more about that sport, one of our sports, I'll go and find out. But at the moment, I don't need to because I like what I see. <laughs> England are doing well. That's enough for me. Right? I don't know the intricacies of the game. Exactly. Why, why do you have to be John Madden, born in England, to watch the TV... Or we've got to educate you every time. Just let us under, just let us watch it now. Yep. Just give us, give us the game now because it's been here long enough for us to know what is happening. 
totally agree. But all, all, all in all, I think the fumble are on the side of NFL UK, NFL uh, yes, international. We, are. we we really appreciate everything that they've done because, like you say, we manage every now and again to get behind the scenes and we we see everything that they do, all the hard work and, and the effort. And like you say, no stone goes unturned because they really want to know what fans want from their hard-earned cash when they come to Wembley, when they buy the jersey, when they watch the sport live in a lovely seat where you can drink on the terraces, you can eat as much food as you want, and uh, everything's catered for. So, bravo. Hopefully, we'll be speaking to Alex to Kirkwood uh, next week. Yeah. I, I, I sent him a message and he said, yep, yeah, I'd love to come on, he's just busy today. But next week, right. we'll find out what the future holds for the NFL in the UK. Are we going to get a franchise? We'll ask him that. He gets asked it all the time, but we'll get our own take on it. And also, what are the plans for the future? Are they going to carry on doing Regent Street? Are they going to carry on doing the tailgate? Wembley, I saw that they're chucking up a couple of hotels outside the stadium. Is that going to take up space from the tailgate? Is the tailgate going to have to move somewhere else? Who knows? We will find Listen, out. Listen, let's hope they are going to carry on with all that. Otherwise, I'm going to have to downsize. So <laughs> let's come on. This is a big. This is a big discussion next next week. Now, Alistair. And all I would say as well is, in the meantime, when you've listened to this, if you've got some opinions and you disagree with ours, or there's points that we've not raised or things that we've missed, get in touch on social media. Mm. Send your points in. We'll discuss them. You know, let's let's not have a, a massive row about this, but let's let's make sure that we are absolutely at the heartbeat of the NFL fan in the UK. I'm sat on the train now listening to this, and I don't know the fumble's Twitter handle. What is it, Darren? At the fumble. Right, OK. You know, we're fans at the end of the day, aren't we? We no. don't profess to be anything else. We don't do the X's and O's because we don't... That's not what we do. We're one of you. So w- whatever you think, let us know and we'll discuss it. Um, nice. And we're happy to do that. But great to have Alistair on next week as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. We've yet to talk about the greatest of all time, and it's been a well, thread. It's it's been something that we've done since episode one of the fumble. Yeah, you know, well, you'll feel sorry for him. All right, go on then, so, fire away. So, first of all, I'm going to tell you why the New England Patriots aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yep, they have an historically bad defense. They are last in almost every defensive category in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're thirty second, Vern, in total defense. Oh, the Saints are thirty first in total defence, right? But what about this? The gap is bigger between the Patriots at 32 and the Saints at 31. The gap is bigger between those two than it is between the Saints at 31 and the Browns at 21. So they are so far behind defensively, the Patriots. No defence in NFL history 
has ever been this bad and won a Super Bowl. Now, there is a reason. I'll give you some names. Rob Ninkovich, retired. Jamie Collins, traded. Chandler Jones, traded. Jabal Sheard, not re-signed. Coney Ealy, traded for, released before the season. Now, the secondary, people are screaming at the, the, into, their, into their iPhones. It's the secondary, Fletcher, you fool. It's not, it's the secondary. It is. The front seven can make a secondary, but a secondary cannot help a front seven. And they've got a massive problem here. They've got Malcolm Butler, Stefan Gilmore. They've got players in the defensive secondary who are very good players, but they've lost so much talent off the defensive line and the linebacker position that they cannot cope. And I think I'm going to stake my reputation here that even the great Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia, the rocket scientist and the genius, will not sort out the New England defence enough for them to win the Super Bowl this year. They are just historically bad and it won't get better. You can't lose that talent and not replace it and expect to win in a league as competitive as this one. No, they, they... Tom Brady needs, at the minute, to score 35 points a game to keep the Patriots in a game. Never mind about win it, to keep them in it. You can't do it. Let's just hope that Tom Brady does score that amount of points because he's my quarterback in my fancy football team. I think you, you hit the nail right on the head. You know, a, a defensive line does make a secondary look pretty decent. But at the moment, what's weird is you've got all that wealth of talent in their secondary. Those guys are, uh, are aged defensive backs that the New England Patriots have. They don't know what they're doing. It's the most bizarre thing ever. I don't think I've ever seen an NFL group of players talk so much not knowing what they're doing whilst yeah. running around with the different formations because a lot of teams have started playing bunch formations against them and, and we promised that we wouldn't get into X's and O's of football on this podcast but when you have three tightly packed wide receivers and this is from experience as well albeit British American football it's very difficult to communicate with your fellow DBs who's got who if you don't know what you're doing if you don't know who your man is, that's the most difficult thing ever in a bunch formation, is following your guy when you don't know who he is. If you've had a bet, have another one, because they're not going to win it. Right, I'm going to play a guessing game for you now, Vern. Fire away. Quarterback ratings. Yep. 116.6, Tom Brady. Yep. 108.3, Drew Brees. Yep. 100.7, Aaron Rodgers. 112.2. Who? I think this is one of the biggest stories developing in the NFL this year. So you've, you've mentioned the big boys there. Drew Brees, yep. Aaron Rodgers. Brady, yeah. And what was his number? 112.2. So he's better than Rodgers and Brees in terms of efficiency and just a little bit behind Brady. The best in the league, by the way, is Alex Smith, 124 points. So read into that what you will. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, you are exactly right. Jared Goff, 112.2. Now, what I'm saying is there's a number one overall pick. Now, we all saw him on hard knocks, eight stone, took his top off, didn't look like a quarterback, didn't know, Vern, whether the sun rose in the east or the west. <laughs> Jeff Fisher's offense was probably about as basic as some of the teams in the, the British game. Now he's got Sean McVay. He's got a left tackle. They've got two wide receivers in Watkins and Woods that they brought in from Buffalo. Todd Gurley's back to being Todd Gurley. And now, 
Jared Goff looks like the first overall pick in the draft. Don't mm. you agree? Yeah, I do. I do. And I think when you've got Wade Phillips as your defensive coordinator as well. And if, a great defensive line. And a great defensive line. If you can keep your offense on the field, then you're going to rack up numbers like that because you're just going to eat the clock away, especially with a decent running game. And like you said, Gurley's on fire right now. He's back to being himself. They look like a team with confidence. When you go and beat the Cowboys, that's a big thing. That is a big thing. But if you look at Wade Phillips, he wasn't surprised at the end of that game. He didn't look shocked. He wasn't jumping up and down. He was as calm as a cucumber because I think he knows that he's got a pretty decent, solid unit of players there. They've got the perfect storm because they've got Sean McVay, young kid, first-time head coach, offensive genius, who sorted that side of the ball out. And then not only is Wade Phillips the defensive coordinator, he's probably the fellow that Sean McVay leans on in the room with all his experience as being a coordinator and a head coach You know, in the NFL for so long. I can't wait to see them on the 22nd against the Cardinals because I said before a pass was thrown this year that they look like a 10-win team to me. And I think we're going to see a real a real exciting team arrive at Twickenham. And Jared Goff, I think, how often do you get one do really well and the other quarterback taken nearby flame out? So you think about Luck and Griffin. You know, you think about Leaf and Manning. You don't really get two. Carson Wentz looks the total package at Philadelphia. And we might just have a situation here where the guy that was taken just before him, Jared Goff, is equally as effective. We might actually have two here, pick one and two in the draft, who turn out to be NFL superstars moving forward. Well, the, bo- the Bears are going to throw their boy into the mix this weekend. They are. They are. Yeah, yeah, they are. And here's the other one for you. So, for the fifth time in the Super Bowl era, the Chiefs are the last unbeaten team in the NFL. On the previous four occasions... They didn't win a single playoff game. We know, even in recent times when they haven't been undefeated, they're just garbage <laughs> in the playoffs. Let's be honest. They just seem to crumble. That's what I pour some water on the Chiefs' optimism, that's all. Yeah, no, I think I think you should uh, you should definitely do that. And we, we talked about uh, quarterbacks, didn't we? We talked about the fact that uh, why are there not enough decent quarterbacks in the NFL. And I was listening to a couple of podcasts this week and they were saying that if you look now, a third of NFL offences are starting to run plays which are very, very popular in college football because of that transition of the quarterback from college football to the NFL. Make him feel comfortable, make him feel relaxed in the fact that he's got a playbook which has, I don't know, 20% college players which he knows he can always revert to if he's feeling nervous, uncomfortable, struggling. And that's the key. We talked about it. We said, didn't we, the transition is too difficult for yeah. college quarterbacks to show up and perform in the NFL. Can you throw an American football, Fletch? Yes, not very far. All oh, right, OK. Can you get, do you get a nice tight spiral, though? Ish. Depends. Hit and miss. That's one thing that amazed me about Jay Cutler in the warm-ups. Myself and Phoebe, my 13-year-old daughter, watched him for about 10, 15 minutes in warm-ups. He didn't throw one tight spiral. Everything was a wobble ball. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I put it up on my Instagram page. He never throws one that just spins on its axis. Everything was wobbly. I'm like... That didn't change when the game started. No, it didn't. It It didn't. But when you're in a relaxed environment and you can't throw a a tight spiral, what are you going to be like when you've got 300-pound blocks running after you? Yeah, and it's a bit windy. Shocking. Just one more thing, though, before we move on. Here's Bill O'Brien 
not the most relieved man in the NFL at the moment. He's got Deshaun Watson. Had it gone the other way, he would have had Jay Cutler because they tried everything, didn't they, to get him in the summer? They did. And can I just say, I'm going to doff my cap and clap. Well done, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Well done, the Texans. What a what a great victory against the Titans, albeit it's the Titans. But but let's not take anything away from that performance. I mean, Deshaun Watson looked comfortable. He looked calculated. He looked like he had time to think in the pocket. And he threw some footballs where, in the highlights, I was like, oh, my goodness me. This isn't the, the throw or the accuracy of a rookie. This guy looks so composed. He looked like he had the head of a 10-year veteran. I thought, well He's done. Great job. And in our... Fantasy Football League, Deshaun Watson was the first player to get snapped up this week. <laughs> I had a claim in. I had a claim in. I had, didn't a, get I had one you? in as well. Yeah, I, had I, had in, one in. I had one in for Watson, knowing that yeah. Brady's bye week is something like week 11 or 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thinking ahead, my friend. Exactly. I thought I'll snatch him. I'll get him early. Uh, but never mind. Never mind. Let's move on. He's gone with a pick six. Right, it's pick six time, Fletch, and I'm going to throw a question to you first. Go. Right, RIP Tom Petty, rock and roll legend, passed away. He did the halftime show at Super Bowl 42, considered one of the best ever. Now, I know you weren't at that one, Fletch, but what was or what has been the best musical performance you've seen at an NFL game? Bearing in mind that Justin Timberlake has just been confirmed as the Super Bowl halftime performer for 2017. Yeah, and if Janet Jackson's alongside him, make sure you don't go for a hot dog. <laughs> um, I would say the one I enjoyed the most, you know, the other thing is with the halftime show, it's made for television, isn't it? Yeah. So when you're in the stadium, it doesn't sound very good. When you watch it at home, it's brilliant. So I always come back from the Super Bowl and I watch the halftime show again and it looks so totally different from what I saw in the stadium. But the one that I enjoyed the most, and this is this is the get it's doing my credibility no good. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm gonna write from, it, I'm gonna write it down. Go on. I'm gonna write it down, right? Go on. So I've gone from Shaking Stevens as my first concert. Right. And, and I've, I've seen a few good ones during the course. I think I've done right. seven Super Bowls now. I'm gonna Simon, our producer, do you wanna come in here? You might say it, you might not. But the Simon one, Simon's one. gonna come into the booth with right. me and okay. I've written it down on a piece of paper. Right. Alright? So yeah. he's gonna All put right. the headphones on. Can you hear him, Simon? Yeah, hi, hi. Right, right, okay. So the one that I enjoyed the most in the stadium of all of them that I've seen from Super Bowl 45 onwards was Katy Perry. Oh, oh. so close! Oh. <laughs> oh. Who, did you, who did you go? Black Eyed Peas! Yeah. No, you see, that again, it was all right. But... Black Eyed Peas was awesome on TV. Yeah, but I didn't watch it on TV. I was there. That's what I'm saying. But Katy Perry, what she did was... She did firework and she went across the stadium on this rope and the whole stadium was really going with her. And it was the only time I've been in there where it actually felt like a concert. That was the difference. All the other time, it's a really tinny sound and it's all going on and they've got the fake dancers around the stage. But this one, just for that one song, felt like a concert. You're both wrong. Prince was the best halftime show. I wasn't there, Simon. OK, okay for the ones you were there, were you there for Bruce Springsteen? Yes, I was there for... No, oh, oh. no. Maybe only only the good people do it, the Super Bowls that I've, you don't do. I've had a, I've had, I've had a right ragtag and bobtail outfit of half-time show. And the Simon's, the guy, Simon's the guy that's been with you holding your hand throughout the, yeah. the whole of your Ma- NFL experience. Madonna was there. Fletch. Madonna was there, Vern. I saw, I saw her. Beyonce seems to rock up every year in various capacities. Uh, the, the Black Eyed Peas. 
Uh, I can't remember many more. I thought the Black Eyed Peas were awesome. I didn't see yeah, Beyonce the first time because Shaq's head was in the way. Right. Uh, he's got Bruno the, Mars was there. He's he got the one, biggest he? dome of a head you've ever seen. Like, he's like a human Mount Kilimanjaro. Well, you're not going to tell him to sit down. Jack, do us a favour, mate. Sit down. I can't see Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't work right, does it? It's not, it's not good. I thought Black Eyed Peas, Katy Perry. No, yeah. I love that. I love that Katy Perry performance because I'm a... I enjoy Katy Perry. I thought I'm she was I'm a massive great. Katy Perry fan and I'm, I'm not scared or afraid to put it out there. My kids and I love Katy Perry. I thought she was very good. That was for Super Bowl 49, right? Yeah, after shaking Stevens, mate, anything's an improvement yeah. for me. So was... I've actually gone up in one or two people's estimation after shaky to bear. I was there for the Springsteen one. Uh, no, missed that. Chili Peppers with... With the no. Chili Peppers, did they do it on their own or did they do it with with Bruno Mars? Uh, oh, yeah, they turned up with Bruno Mars and then Coldplay well, rocked up I with Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Coldplay I saw, yeah, Coldplay. Coldplay, yeah, doing their yeah. thing. If you watch that Prince performance that Simon was talking about on YouTube, it's pretty outstanding because it's absolutely chucking it down. The rain comes down mm. as he's singing Purple Rain, and it doesn't get much yeah. better than that. I actually enjoyed you too after after the 9-11 as well, the Super Bowl directly after 9-11. I thought that was a very poignant halftime performance as well by you two that year. I've got one for you then. How has Brandon Whedon got an NFL job? And it says in brackets, and Colin Kaepernick hasn't. He could actually say, and Vernon Kay hasn't, when you think about Brandon Weed and how bad he's been. He's got a job, Vern. Why? How? Well, I think this is a question that the NFL, as a league, has to ask itself. Because Colin Kaepernick is sat on the bench. And I think it's... It's wrong because statistically, Brandon Whedon has played one year with every team he's visited. Cleveland, Dallas, Houston, and now he's with the Titans because Marcus Mariota is, is out. He's thrown, are you ready for this, Fletch? Go on. 31 touchdowns. Yeah. 30 interceptions. Wow. Like, please, yeah. give me a break. You bring it... Now, there's one thing that Brandon Whedon must have that all these other quarterbacks that are available... Robert Griffin III is unemployed. Photos. I he's rate got him. photos. He's got photos. He must have photos. He's got a... And he threatens to bring the photos out when he needs a job. 76-point passer rating. Like, why would you bring in Brandon Whedon? Bring back... Give Joe Montana a lot of cash. No idea. I've not, I, I can't work it out. It's unbelievable. I mean, they're not more than we do, but I think this is an absolute farce. The fact that you've got people like Robert Griffin III, who's had a tough time of late, but he went to a Pro Bowl. <laughs> Robert Griffin III is not a rubbish quarterback in the correct Brandon offense. Brandon Whedon is. <laughs> That's the thing. Brandon, Brandon Whedon, Whedon is. is. Colin Kaepernick yeah. took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. The game doesn't get much bigger than that. In, in fact, that's the peak of the game. That's where they are. That's the pinnacle. That's where you want to end up at a Super Bowl. All right, they didn't win, but good grief, it, it went bloody damn close, yeah. you know? And all this controversy that uh, Kaepernick has, has, has caused, uh, you know, with his protest during the, the anthem, that's why he's unemployed, because no one will touch him because they're afraid of, of the kickback. And it's sad yeah. that a man can't express his opinions in a country that's supposed to be land of the free, home of the brave. I think it's sad that when you do do that, you get uh, blacklisted. And it, it's sad. It's a sorry state. Here, here. Next one, Vern. Right, next up. One for you, Fletch. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have to sing happy birthday to Darren Fletcher. It's his <laughs> birthday. He's 36. However, <laughs> what's been... <laughs> Don't laugh, no one will ever know. Don't laugh. What's been your best NFL-related gift, Darren? 
Well, it's actually arrived yesterday, uh, being Wednesday, which was my birthday. And Mrs. F has absolutely come up trumps. So for my birthday on November the 10th, she's flying me to Chicago for the game on the 12th of November between the Bears and the Packers at Soldier Field, which I'm absolutely blown away by. I can't wait. I'm so excited. But what I'm going to do, and I need some advice here from you and the listeners of the podcast. At the fumble. Am I, yeah, am I okay going in there in my Packers gear? How, how's it going to be taken? If I dress, if I, if I get Mrs. F, um, a Bears cap and that, and I go in my Packers, do we, do they say, well, that's okay. Husband and wife. Yeah, I, I think, I think that would kind of, that would, that would neutralize the situation. If you were both dressed yeah. in Packers gear in the Bears end, because we know that American football stadiums have mixed, there's no like certain end, specific end for home and away fans. Everyone's mixed in together and it very yeah. rarely kicks off unless you're in Auckland. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but I think you'll be all right. But I'll have, I'm going to have my 10 pence worth. I like to go to American football games as a neutral. I have yeah. my favourites. The Packers like... are my team, though, aren't they? I know, but I'm a sucker. I'm like a chameleon. I, I feed yeah, I'm, off. I'm my... a bit like you in that regard. Yeah. I yeah. feed off my environment, and if I was yeah. to go to Soldier Field, which is on my bucket list, and can I just yeah. say, Mrs. F, bravo! Super. I know. I know. This I is know. the only section of the Fumble Podcast from episodes <laughs> one to four that my wife is going to be forced to listen to. All right, because Mrs. F has got the boss man a couple of tickets to Soldier Field, one of the, if not the most iconic sporting stadium in the world, to watch two teams, two great rivals, the Packers and the Bears, go head-to-head. So, Tess, you know what to do, baby. Come on, Tess. Come yeah. on, Tess. Give Lauren a ring. She'll talk you through it. The, on, the only football-related gift I've received, I got some uh, Monsters of the Midway condoms. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> the best defence, stop anything. <laughs> Should they not say monsters of the midriff? <laughs> yeah. Thinking, yeah. Thinking about, but if you're going to use a Johnny, make sure they're represented by the 1985 Bears because them bad boys can stop anything. <laughs> i tell you what as well. Hey, i tell you what. They would have used a fair few as well, that group, I think. <laughs> sure they would have. But back to Mrs. F. Uh, bravo and well done on yeah. the gift. That is quality. But go, go as a neutral, Fletch. Because well, yeah, what I was saying I is do. you can feed off the guys around you. Imagine yeah. being there with a load of Chicago fans. Who, hey! You know, the beers are flowing. Yeah. They've all got the gear on. Join the party, enjoy it. Whereas if you're in your Packers gear, you know, albeit the Packers will be winning, and the Bears yeah. fans kick off, you don't want to be enemies with them. You want to be friends, and then they'll invite you to the bar, and you'll, you'll have such a good time. I could be a nice Packers fan, though. I could be, like, you know, sympathetic to their lost cause. Well, maybe the, the Bears game. fans can win you back. Maybe they can win you back over to the dark Can't side, you know, because Can't you were a Bears it. fan back in the day, and now you've changed yeah. your, your turncoat. So you've <laughs> gone to the other side of the lake. <laughs> this is why I'm more conflicted than normal. Because this would have been an easy decision in the past. Now it's so hard. So what I'm looking for on social media, at the fumble, have you gone to an NFL game as a visiting fan? And basically, did you get punched in the face either on the way in, the way out, or while you were there because you got the wrong colours on? If the answer is no, I'll do it. If the answer is yes... I'll be a coward and buy some Bears stuff. Oh, get, get right. the Bears stuff on and go and enjoy the tailgate. Just rock up okay. and, and, and put on your finest Roger Moore accent and you'll be accepted by all the American football fans of the Bears. And the, the, you'll have boiled peanuts, the brewskis will be flowing, you, yeah. you'll have food coming out of every orifice and you'll the have only... a great... I'm so jealous, oh. Fletch. The so only way jealous. I can do it is if I go into the, the club shop and I, I can't get... See, I, I like to wear the gear when I go, so I need to get the shirt and that. 
but I can't go and buy a current Bears shirt. No, don't so do that. So if I could get like a, a Mike Singletary or a Jim McMahon. I've got a, what, I've got a vintage Walter Payton shirt that yeah, you can borrow. Yeah, or a Payton. Yeah, well, that might be it, you see. If I could do that, then I'm not, you know, I'm thinking I'm paying homage to the great 85 team. Exactly. But I still don't want the, 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 the new mob to win. Do you see where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, that do, might well, be the way around it. Then I can do what you're saying, which sounds like a good idea. Get on, get on the NFL UK or NFL International shop. No, I want to go and get it there. So no, I but can, what I'm, I'm wait, one of bear these. With me, I, bear I like with to me. buy it when I'm there. Get some Green Bay Packers undercrackers on. That's not a bad idea. Then you know where your heart and soul really lie. You know, your nuts and everything are protected by the old uh, Packers undies. You'll be packing in the Packers yeah. undies. <laughs> yeah. On the back of Let's the just hope you've not mother- got a cheese head. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and, then and then you can mix yeah. it with the Bears fans, knowing that your heart and soul and everything else... Is uh, is all wrapped up in in Packers gear. We're slowly we're backing still... ourselves into a cul-de-sac. <laughs> this is this is probably the weirdest thing that any NFL fans ever heard. So the question to you is, what was the weirdest thing you saw at Wembley the last two games? It's got to be, and it winds me up. And I don't know whether I've talked about it before. It winds me up when guys who play in the British American football leagues wear their jerseys. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like yeah, the, I see that the Swansea. Seagulls or the, whoever they are. I'm not going to name any names because I can't remember what the teams were. But don't do it. Don't do it. We know you play the game and we know you enjoy it. But don't go in your... Bang on some NFL gear. Don't it's go in, in, in your Berkshire Renegades jersey. No one needs to see that because, let's be honest, you'll never look as good as the guys do on the field in your uniform. It's as simple as that. I think my four years at the Warriors playing on the field, we had one, maybe two guys who looked like NFL players. Do you understand what I'm saying, Darren? Yeah. No, I do. It's a controversial thing you said there. Well, I, I'll, I'll go with the controversy. I, I, I'm I like... glad you've done it. I'm going to have a drink. I'm glad that's what that was. Ooh. What's next? You know, but don't do it, fellas. This one's to you. Yep. Are you going to go to the Twickenham Games? And if yes. so, which one, we've touched on it before, are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Rams against the Cardinals. I'm looking forward to seeing the Rams. It's a simple one. It goes back to what we talked about earlier. All of those points I made... I think the Rams have got the potential to be NFC dark horses this year. And I think we're seeing a franchise on the rise with a bright coach, a good quarterback, a lot of skill position players. I think over the next five years or so, they will gradually become one of the better NFC teams, Super Bowl contenders. And I can't wait to see them um, at Twickenham. So I'm looking forward to that. Hey, I'll tell you you what the kickback is for the, uh, well, it's not for the Rams. The kickback's for the Chargers. They, get, they both move to L.A., yeah. the Rams do well, the Chargers stink, let's They've be got honest. to go back to San Diego, Vern. They've got they to go back to, to San Diego. They have to go back to San Diego. How can you leave a solid, a solid fan base like that? In have you? Did you ever go to Chargers Stadium? No, I didn't, no. It's a decent facility. It's there one of those that, in the middle of nowhere, so accessibility was not a problem, huge car park, great surface, great stadium... I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but they've got to go no. back because you can't survive. Two NFL teams cannot survive in Los Angeles. The one Rams can, one NFL they are team the Rams. Yeah. is going to struggle, and it's yeah. been proven in the past. But the Rams can burn because they are the LA Rams. They always were the LA Rams hmm. before they went off to play elsewhere. But the LA public won't accept San Diego. It's not going to happen. They're just going to end up playing to half-filled stadiums. It's going to end up killing the franchise. They're going to relocate again. They should do the decent thing. 
head back to San Diego, be the San Diego Chargers, and be happy with it. Which, Vern, is a perfect segue to the last question of the pick six. From me to you, it's another oh-must-go game <laughs> this week. It was the, the Browns against the Bengals last week. The Browns have still got the O. Chargers at Giants, who you got? Oh, my goodness me. I watched the Giants game at the weekend. Nothing's going right for poor Eli Manning. Nothing. He's got nothing in the tank. He really hasn't. Odell Beckham was getting so frustrated, cracked his finger, sprained his ankle, but he knows the team is in such dire straits that he has to crack on. And I think if that team were performing, there is no way that Odell Beckham would have carried on with a sprained ankle and a broken finger. Not a chance. However, I'm going to go with Philip Rivers. because Only because, only because, I feel so sorry for Philip Rivers. He's not a bad quarterback. And you can tell he gets so frustrated by the way that the team are playing. Did you see the, the clip of him when they were short on time and the head coach <laughs> called a timeout? And he, I did. He ripped did. his wristband off, threw yeah. it on the floor, effed and jeffed at the head coach. He's like, guys, we're going to have to bleep this. We're going to have to get the bleep machine out for the first time. What the f*** is going on? And you can tell that that is the frustration of a quarterback who knows exactly what is wrong with his team and it's not going right, and there's a major problem there. But I'm going to go with the Chargers because of that situation, because I believe that Philip Rivers is all heart and soul, and he's 100% behind this franchise, and I just feel sorry for him. Eli's been there, he's got a couple of rings. Let's cut Philip some slack. Brilliant. So that's pick six for this week, and don't forget, it's not too late to get involved in DraftKings this weekend. Go to draftkings.co.uk to get involved in one-week fantasy football for big prizes Use the promo code FUMBLE, yep, FUMBLE, to get into the competitions. It's been a busy week, uh, so we'll get to making up a league with some of you soon. But there's tons of games, including ones for beginners, a game where you pick a player from predetermined categories. For example, Vern, who would you have from Tier 1? Mike Evans, Tom Brady or Lavian Bell? I think that's an easy one for you. It is an easy one. It's Brady all the time. I don't care yeah. how the defence is performing. Do you know what it means? If the defence isn't performing, it means that Tom Brady has got to score more points than the opposition. It's that simple. And if there's anyone in the league who you would put that weight on their shoulders, it would be Tom Brady. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Winner. Promo code FUMBLE. This week you pay $5 and you get a $3 voucher back. Use the promo code FUMBLE. Get over to draftkings.co.uk and play fantasy football for big prizes. Don't forget, you don't, don't only get $3 back, you get two tickets to the end-of-season bash as well. So remember, there's everything in it. You can win it. Get on to DraftKings.co.uk. Promo code FUMBLE. There we go. That's the two-minute warning. Right, Fletch, it's the two-minute warning. It's, we've got yep. two minutes to discuss a topic or something that's cropped up in the past few weeks. And this week, I want to talk about one thing that is so deep, 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 deep burned into my soul, the physicality of the game. We saw Danny okay. Trevahan, is it, for the Bears? Yep, yeah, the we, linebacker. Yeah, the linebacker. We saw him get a one-week suspension. Well, it was reduced to a one-week suspension because he absolutely obliterated obliterated, knocked unconscious, one of the Green Bay Packers. And yeah, Devontae what... Adams, who I've got to say, he's had all the scans. Yeah. No damage to his neck, no lasting damage. Thankfully. In concussion protocol and hopes to play this weekend. So that's good news out of all this. The hit was so hard, it knocked out his gum shield. Now, we never see that in the modern game of American football. But here's my question to you, Fletch. 
Is the game, the physicality of the game, diminishing because of health and safety? I think it has to. I think they've had to do that because of the, the head trauma, the head injuries, the concussions. But I think outside of it, from my, my view, with, with the Danny Chavathan thing, in any era, that's wrong. He was in the grasp, he was stood up, he was completely defenceless. He used the crown of his helmet into the front of Devante Adams' face mask. I think the punishment should have been greater than one game. I don't think one game's enough. Two was right. If anything, he should have gone up a game. I, I just think you can't have that in any sport. It's a predetermined act, in my opinion, to try and hurt the Green Bay receiver in a way that isn't part of the NFL. And I'm glad what they did, but I think it should have been further. I know you disagree, though. I do disagree, my friend. I just want to pick up one thing that he said there. He said there's no place for it in any era. Ronnie Lott yeah. entered the Hall of Fame playing like that. It's as simple as that, Fletch. It's the physicality of the game that makes the game what it is. Albeit health and safety now is king, but I get what you're saying. That would have gone in previous days, in the 80s and 90s. Right, that's it. We leave Let it there. Let me just make the point. There no, is, time's is, up. There, there time's up. We will, Darren, we will pick this up next week because it's a subject that touches my nerves and it touches your nerves as well. Uh, so we'll leave it there. We will leave it there. Food for thought. If you have an opinion on the physicality of the NFL, let's compare it to other sports. Let's compare it to rugby. We should even compare it to lacrosse because that's brutal. Gaelic football, brutal. All physical sports. And we'll discuss it next week because it's a topic that's on everyone's mind. And one thing that made me laugh this week was uh, I heard Alan Shearer talking about a challenge uh, in the Premier League this week and he went let's not forget football's a physical sport I nearly crashed my car that was a cheap shot move and let's be honest I nearly crashed my pa- car I'm a, I'm a Packers fan so I see it from Darren, that side Darren we're going to talk about it next week Darren Two minutes is up. Two minutes is up. Hey, listen, thank you very much for tuning into the fumble. We have a right laugh just sitting here and chewing the fat. And our goal is not to talk about X's and O's, but to just have a little bit of fun. We only have one review on iTunes. Luckily, it's five stars. Thank you very much. Only one? Yeah, only one. But we want that's from my mum. And my mum doesn't even use iTunes. She ain't even got an account. She's borrowing my brothers. Uh, so thank you very much for subscribing. And uh, if you haven't yet subscribed, then please do so please and review do. the fumble. We'll be back next week, Fletch. We will. We'll see you then. We can't wait. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com The Fumble is a shooting shot production. Peace out.